You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Uh, thank you for being here today. I'll start yeah. with that. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for the, for the invitation. Uh-huh. And um, I know you might be a little upset at me because I didn't tell you to just now that it's only <laughs> audio. So the makeup, the earrings. I love it though. Hey. Oh. I know. Oh, it's okay. You know, in COVID, since we've been wearing uh, the mask, I haven't worn large earrings. So I was like, um, or makeup, because the last time I did, it got all on my mask, because I was like, okay, not anymore. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. I can put on some makeup, some earrings, and then you say it's just audio. It's just audio. Uh, well, I'll take a picture. How about that? No, that's okay. <laughs> I already took the earrings off. So it's okay. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited uh, that you're here today, just because you're a fresh voice in the, in the 3P community doing some amazing work. When did you know you wanted to help people? I started off as an engineer, and I, after about a year or two, I realized that it wasn't for me and that I wanted to help people. So I enrolled in a master's program in pastoral counseling. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to help me help people. And I don't know how this will, you know, look, but I didn't realize that the program was for to become a clinical counselor. I just knew I wanted to help people. And then once I got in the program and I knew I wanted the spiritual component component. And so that's what the program was advertised as being the combination between psychology and spirituality. So that's why I was like, okay, sign me up. Um, but once I got into it and I realized, oh, this is to become a licensed counselor. And then I was like already in. It's like, I got to do it now. I can't turn back now. <laughs> so I started down that route, you know, which was cool because I was getting to help people. I was getting to work um, with people one-on-one, which is what I enjoy the most. But um, I didn't like diagnosing people. Mm. I didn't like having to say, this is what somebody has. And then having to put that down. Okay. Why is that? It just didn't sit well with me. It was just this under belief that they're okay, that everybody goes through something in life, which is really also what led me to want to help people. Because the way that I saw it was that we all go through things in life, but we can get through it. Yeah. And especially if we have someone on our side, you know, helping us through it. 
So it was through counseling that I first heard about coaching and I wasn't, you know, all gung ho about it at first. And then I was like, okay, well, let me look it up. And then once I researched it and realized, oh, this is a real profession. Yeah. And that it's about moving someone forward versus trying to analyze their past or go through all their past. So I was like, oh, this is for me. I added coaching to my work. And then in 2014, I decided to stop counseling and just do coaching. Because um, at that year, my family moved from Maryland to Florida. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to, to make that transition. So I stopped counseling and now just only do coaching. Got it. Wow. Yeah. What was that transition like? Fine. Because I was doing what I wanted to do. Now, mind you, I'm also a mother, wife, and I have four kids. They come first. So coaching is the part-time job, but like, I guess just a handful of clients then. So it was my transition and it's, you know, I knew it was what I wanted to do. So. Yeah. And I have to ask you this question. Sure. I was biting my tongue to, to try not to interrupt you when you said it, but a friend who's a former engineer who realized it wasn't for them and now they're a coach. And I just, I was like, I'm like, wait, no, what? So it's, it's, it's when you come on and say you were, you know, Christy says the same thing. She was doing an engineer degree and started working on fighter jets and just was like, ah, not for me. Yeah. And, yeah. and on to something else. So that's pretty interesting all of itself. So yeah, I, I went from engineering ships to engineering people. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's very cool. Well, I'm from Virginia. Okay, well, what part? I'm from Williamsburg. Okay. That's, uh, that's outside of PG County, though. Oh, yeah, south. So south. I'm from Richmond. Oh, even farther down. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, I stayed in um, Woodbridge when I was there, and I would just commute to the Pentagon. Okay. So I grew up in Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg. I grew up, grew up right down the street from Bush Gardens. Okay. Which is yes, free for military yeah. families. Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, yes. I know. So my parents separated when I was three. So I grew up with my mom, but my dad is retired army. Ah, okay. So I grew up just, you know, with the respect for our service mm. men and women. So how did you come into the understanding though? When I was a counselor, um, I knew that cognitive was for me. So I was a cognitive therapist counselor. So I knew that our thoughts played an important role into our lives. And then 2013 was when I first heard about the principles. And when I heard about it, it was like, yeah, I know this. Yeah. Thoughts, <laughs> yeah, thoughts are important. Makes sense. I Makes sense. I was like, doing this already. Yeah. So I was like, what I call principalizing people. So I was putting it in my pocket, like, well, you know, it's our thoughts. It all comes from the thoughts, thinking and but then a year later, I remember it. It was 2014. I was in my house in Florida. I don't know how. I just remember it hit me. And it was just like, uh-oh. This is not a theory. Yeah. This is how life really works. Works. I don't know why. I think because I had been studying, listening to things and reading things. And then all of a sudden it just hit. And I was like, uh-oh, okay, I need to learn more about this. So I was looking up principles-based programs online and I came across Dr. Mark Howard first. So I did six months of coaching with him. So he was my first 
principal's coach. And it was an awesome experience. But I'm still on this intellectual level, really. You know, I get it, but I don't get it. And then after that, I did Jamie Smart's clarity program. So I'm a certified clarity coach. And that was an amazing experience because it was like, you know, more holes were poked for me. I mean, I remember my mentor in the program, one night we were doing one of our mentoring sessions and my daughter who was, so this was 2016. So that means I know I was, look, I've got to go through the years of math. She was born in 2011. So she was like five. And so I'm trying to have this session with my coach and, you know, being all into it. She's in the background dancing and we're on Zoom because it's a camera. Kids like cameras. So she wants to be in, in the video. She's all dancing. And I'm like, can you, can you stop? Meanwhile, my coach Lori is like chilling. She's like not bothered by it, but I'm like, Ina, get out of here, stop. And she's like, Davida, do you see what's going on? How you're making up this story about her behavior? I saw it for like a millisecond and then it went away. So I'm just remembering all of these shifts that just started to happen. And it was then that year in like 2016. So after that, a couple of weeks after that, well, actually, can I go back a little bit and say that prior to coming across the principles and really getting a shift in my life, I was not happy for like the longest time in my life. But you wouldn't have known it. You know, if you had seen me or my family, it would look like storybook, you know? my husband, like we have this awesome love story and then we have kids, but I was like living under what I can only describe as this feeling of heaviness and just sadness. And I could not shake it. Nothing, nothing helped. I mean, you know, we were arguing all the time. We would have to go through cycles. Like, and I could tell every, every now and then we'd be good. Then we arguing. And then because, you know, something was always wrong and I just wasn't happy finances are all wrong he's putting stuff in the wrong places and i'm like you know all upset and then you have kids and then they come in and you know nothing goes to plan anymore at all you know always late to stuff and then more money issues and because you got like diapers and toys and clothes for other people and food and i was just not happy and nothing would nothing shook it seriously i don't know how else to explain it I mean, I had, I went being, going through my own counseling because going through the, when I was getting my master's, you had to have your own counseling. I would talk about it with my counselor. I don't even remember what she said. He said, whatever. I, I don't remember. It didn't help. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the fall of 2016, when my irritation and frustration were at this high, I mean, seriously, I had been yelling so much at my kids that I think they were afraid of me. Mm. Like, we were not yelling. We were not, you know, I mean, we would have our moments, of course, but overall, I just felt like I was not, like, I was not okay. I I was not going to be okay. If anything happened, I was just not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we don't have enough money, then I just can't make it. If my house is a mess, if nobody puts stuff back due to dishes, then I'm not okay. That's how it seemed to me that all these things were causing me to not be okay. And I can say that now. I couldn't say it then, yeah. but I can acknowledge that now. I remember right before 
our winter break, when my level of irritation and frustration was like so high and I, no matter what I did, I just couldn't stop it. But I could see myself going in and out. So that was, that gave me hope. Like one moment I'm like, my kids like yelling and just, why can't you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And then the next moment I look at my daughter and she's on her bed and she's reading the serial numbers on her dollar and she is just having a ball. She's smiling and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. She's really having a good time reading serial numbers on her dollar. I'm not making that up. I'm serious. That's what happened one night mm -hmm. and it touched me, but it didn't last. <laughs> the next moment I'm like mad. Well, we, the first day of school after break, my husband had gone because we lived on, on campus at the time. My husband's an educator and he walked our oldest daughter to school. So I was left home with the three youngest. We live right around the corner from school. They had to be at school at 8.05, 7.55. My son is still in the bed. <laughs> yeah, sounds like your son's name is Robert because that's definitely how I approach school. <laughs> Definitely how I approach school. It's at 8.05. <laughs> I can wake up at 8.01, brush my teeth. I'm probably going to wear what I got on, grab my book. It, yeah, uh, definitely. And late. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I felt good. I mean, look, I think you were still even a couple of steps ahead of him. He, <laughs> no. No, I don't even know if he brushes teeth. You know? <laughs> All right. Don't tell him I told you this. <laughs> but anyway, so 7.55, and I went off. Not my best mommy moment, not proud of it, but it's fact, it's just what happened. Second grade, maybe second grade. No, first grade, just, that just makes it even worse. I, it, it was just that feeling inside of me, like, this is not okay. Yeah. This is horrible, this is not okay. I'm like, I'm going, this, you know, the sky is falling. <laughs> That's yeah. how it felt. So we go get dressed and we walk to school. And then on the way home, I heard this, in my spirit as clear as day. And I can still remember it now. I remember myself being on the street. I remember it clear as day. And I heard, Davida, your son could have gone to school having experienced his mother's love instead of his mother's wrath. And what I got out of that was how his behavior did not cause my feelings. Like I saw that distinction as clear as day that how I feel wasn't coming from them. And that was a major shift. That was a major shift. And um, did I go on a tangent? That was original question. <laughs> <laughs> did you go on a tangent? I love it. No, you did. You did. <laughs> I, people listening will know, oh, he must have set this up like this. This is my kind of interview right <laughs> here. Um, because I got so many different ways I want to go now. We're like, where did that come from? How, how do you love what it looks like now? I mean, it, it's again, anywhere you want to go with it. Like, but I am kind of curious. Okay. Where do you think that came from? Um, like, cause it's hard for me looking at you. I know the audience won't be able to see anything yeah. but the thumbnail picture of you, but you don't strike me as having a, as you would say, rage or anger. So where do you think that? I mean, it would be easy to say, obviously, that I learned it from somewhere. Yeah, right? well, yeah, all of us learn. We get, yeah, I get that one. But where? I, I, I don't know, and I don't even think it's fair to try to. Yeah, I'll take that. Because, yeah. because you know, we all do what we think is what we should be doing in the moment. Yeah. And at that time, it made sense. 
it made sense that I don't feel okay and I don't feel happy because my kids aren't doing what I tell them to do mm. and that I need them to do this. I need X, Y, and Z to happen in order to be okay or to be happy. Mm. That's how it looked to me. No, it looked like that to me too when I would tell my daughters what they could and couldn't do because of what it would make me look like. Oh, yes. Oh, you can't be out here doing that. They're going to make, folks going to look at me like I'm crazy. Hello? <laughs> you know, am I? Are you going to house like that? You exactly. You represent me. You ain't, you're not your own yet. And I realized that my parenting style was all about me. And it had nothing to do with the kids. And that just really hit me like, wait, isn't parenting all about the kids? Like, isn't it all about them? Like, and that just changed the relationship with my own parents. I changed the relationship with everybody I knew was a parent. And I, I just fell in love with it again. Because I, I clearly saw, wait, when I'm only worried about developing you, like you said, I don't get caught up with all this other stuff. Because I understand you don't know some things, <laughs> right? Like it, it makes perfect sense, right? You, some things you don't know right now. I'm sure my mom parented me. And if you listen to this mama, I love you. But I'm sure she parented me out of fear. And then I, in turn, I'm parented out of fear. You know, yeah, fear of, for me, it's the fear of, you know, that not going to be okay. I'm not going to have enough money. I'm not going to make it. And yeah, I think that was probably, that's my biggest thing because it looked like to me then that if I, you know, have, don't have enough money or whatever, and that just says something about me. That defined, I'd let it define me. Oh, yeah. or rather, it seemed like it said something about me. Mm -hmm. Right. The craziest thing about it is my husband, he's never taken a principal's course at all. And of course, like I said, when I first found out a principal, I was on a mission to principalize everybody. He was like the first one. So I'm like, babe, have you, we, I got to tell you about mind, consciousness and thought. Right. Yeah. And like, no, but you don't have to tell anyone anything because that's just how life works. Right. Absolutely. He shows it. He's never done one course. He might have read a book or something, or art, not even a book. No, not even a book. He might have read an article I shared. <laughs> he might have even listened to something. I don't know if he did. I mean, I was studying stuff like all the time. I don't even know if he did. But you know what? For me, he has been the example of how innate this understanding is. Yeah. Because when we're having money, had money issues or had money issues, he don't freak out. He's just like, okay. He just keeps on going. And I'm like, what, 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 why are you not? He's just chill. I'm the one that's all fussy or whatever. I learned from him too, just seeing him. He, I don't, it's the weirdest thing. He doesn't, he won't call, he doesn't call it the principles, but I just saw so much. I don't know why I just thought about that and to share that. But I mean, there's like so many instances like freaking out over stuff. And he's just like, cool, because he has this inner knowing, yeah. right? of where our wealth comes from, right? Where our, who takes care of us, right? And it's, it's, it's God, I mean, for him, it's, you know, it's, it's God as in <laughs> God, God. So after I did my first program with Jamie Smart, I did the mentor program right after it. 
And I remember <laughs> one day I was upset at some, something about money, maybe because I didn't, I don't know why, but something, it, I know it was around money. And I just remember being on the floor crying, like, God, why would you let this happen to us, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, I heard it again. The voice say, what, you think I'm doing this to you? <laughs> I started laughing. I don't think I've ever told anybody that story before. And I just started laughing because you know what? It did, it's like, it didn't make sense anymore. Uh, it did not make sense to believe that there was a God who was not giving me something. Like, you know, if that makes, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. You. Of yeah. all the beings God yeah. did, just As didn't want you to be there. He didn't right. want you to have one. Yeah. <laughs> thing yeah that's what it seemed like and yeah and so just seeing how we are not separate there's just this universal mind showing up in all these different ways i mean that's what it is like you know i used to say all the time like god's got our back god's got my back well, we are God, so it, why wouldn't he have our back? So that just made like so much more sense to me now. It's like, my metaphor is like, you know, you see like a prism and light shows through the prism, right? It's, it looks white or coming through and it shows up in like the rainbow colors, but it's the same light. And when I saw that one day, thanks to my friend, George Carver, another 3P coach, blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, there is no separation. Yeah, I was just on a call with George. Oh, cool. Uh, Monday, I think it was. Monday or Tuesday. Oh. No, today, Tuesday. I'm true. <laughs> yeah, today is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on spring break. Don't get me started because I thought today was Saturday for a while. <laughs> so that's right. You're, you're a teacher as well. I am. Or... Yeah, I'm a teacher now. I, uh, a couple of years ago, I wanted to, I had an idea. I wanted to know if I, you know, how to do coaching in schools. Cause it's not big over here in, in the States. So I was like, let me get some experience working in a school. So uh, I started as a teacher assistant and, and, and then, and a substitute teacher. And I liked it. And then I realized that I was just using my coaching skills in a different way. Yeah. You what know? Right. Um, okay, so I started off in fourth grade, but I was subbing across um, lower school from pre-K to fifth grade. They even tried to throw me in with three royal three years, and I was like, mm-mm, not my guess. That looks like it's vicious, boy. But I ended up really realizing that I, um, I really like pre-K. So I, I'm in pre-K now. Um, right now I'm a lead teacher because of COVID, but I will, I, um, will go back to being a part-time teacher, which works out great for me, but I teach at the same school that my kids go to and that my husband works at. So Ooh. that just works for my family. We just being all together. That does not work for the family. If I was y'all kids, I'd be like, transfer me ASAP. There are certain <laughs> things you can't get away from when your parents you. work at the school. I'm like... Oh. We love it. And really? you know what? Yes. Like being able to drive to school together. My son went some, through something the other day and I was think I was there. So I got to go check on him and, 
you know, my daughter stops by my room a couple times a day, and the whole class okay, knows. Okay, now you're, oh, making you. yeah. <laughs> now you're making it seem cool. Like, all right, now, now I wish my mama was a teacher. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> God. <laughs> but coming from where we were before, where it seemed like my kids were scared of me. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm loving it up. I'm, you know, soaking up every moment as I can. My daughter wanted me to watch Avengers movies with her. We stayed up to almost 4.30 in the morning last night because she wanted to watch the movies with me. And I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. Of course we're doing it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. So we're it. teaching. Yeah. We're coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's why the other thing I love being able to teach part-time because then I can coach after school. You coach as well. Yeah. I mean, so I still coach now. Just later, you know, it just it just makes for a long day, but it's all good. Yeah. And how is work with um, this understanding and everything? Two fronts. Now, I would love to be able to share it more in my school. How to do that, I don't know yet. But in terms of me as a teacher, if I did not have this understanding, oh no, I, I don't think I could do it. Because, um, oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. No, I, I think because I've had this understanding, it has, it helps me in the classroom so much yeah. because yeah, you know, especially working with four and five year olds, they are something else. And uh, it's easy. I mean, it's easy to, to see, oh my gosh, I'm feeling stressed. Um, um, you know, this is hard, this is tough. But when I can remember that, oh yeah, it's not coming from them. It, it's a lot, then it's just, it's different. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. So <laughs> let me ask you this. If we walked into a room and it's a room full of people and they need to hear something, what would you say to him? You are okay. Yeah, you are okay. You are loved. Because I think that's the one of the biggest things that we go through in life when we don't see that we're okay. When we don't see that what we go through isn't who we are. It doesn't define us. It doesn't say anything about us, except that that's just what we're going through right now. Yeah. yeah. That who you really are is not defined by your situation. It's not defined by what you look like. It's not defined by, and maybe limited is the word, limited and defined by anything. Because who you are, who you really are is love. Unconditional, unbound love. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner, or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, Have the day you deserve.